What time is it? It's Clean Comedy Time Podcast. Hi, I'm Aaron Sorrels. And I'm Brian Atkinson. Today, our guest is Kyle Yamada. Kyle comes to us while he grew up in South Dakota, but now he makes his home in beautiful Minneapolis, Minnesota, with his wife and two kids. And we are going to talk to him about the good, the bad, and the funny. But I've got to admit, it was a little weird growing up in South Dakota, being half Japanese, you know, because there's no other Asians there. You know, I was like, one lady the other day said, well, Kyle, did you grow up in an Asian community? I'm like, I grew up in South Dakota. <laughs> My dad is the Asian community. <laughs> <laughs> then she said, well, if you're Japanese, you must love to eat sushi. Listen, you order sushi in South Dakota, they bring you a rainbow trout with rice aroni. <laughs> With a side of ranch dressing. <laughs> Ew. Wow. The ranch dressing with the fish and the that that put me over the top. Kyle Yamada, thank you so much for being on the show. Welcome to the Clean Comedy Time podcast. Yes, Kyle. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are excited to chat with you today. Well, thank you guys. I'm happy to be here as uh, I've been waiting to, to chat with you for a while. So yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Now, uh, the thing about Kyle that I think our our listeners are just keen to know is, uh, has he been on a Clean Comedy Time showcase in the past? And the answer is no. We actually did schedule him, and and we were excited to uh, have him booked and everything. And then COVID happened, and and we didn't. Yeah. We didn't. Yeah. Uh, Which and, again, I just want to reinforce there, Kyle. I don't think that was your fault. I do. I know that's what you keep saying. I know, but Brian does, so I don't know. I know who to believe. <laughs> you'll you'll do anything to get out of a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all doing anything to get one right now. Yeah, exactly. I always like to get this little elephant out of the room. Uh, so, yeah. what are you doing? How are you spending your time uh, these days? What what's uh, uh, what's going on in Minneapolis? Well, you know, it's it's interesting. Not much is going on in Minneapolis. I mean, we're shut down right now. Um, mm-hmm. The governor just, uh, uh, you know, put up a, some more uh, guidelines with all the COVID spikes, and um, you know, all the, all the kids are are got pulled from school and are doing school online. Uh, sure. You know, no activities. All our restaurants are closed except for takeout. So, you know, not not much is going on in the in the comedy scene. Um, but I've actually been very fortunate in the last uh, several months. I've actually been pretty busy um, since oh, about the middle of July, you know, so things could always be worse. Um, so I, I just feel very blessed to be able to be working as much as I have been and um, just to have as many projects going on as, as I do. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a little worried about Minneapolis just because I'm imagining that they've boxed up the Mary Tyler Moore statue. <laughs> i don't know i haven't been out of the house oh yeah so I, I very well. she, she could be in a crate with yeah oh just just terrifying uh but kyle i i just this is the next thing i gotta ask because i know this is gonna be fresh for you just last week you recorded a dry bar comedy special yeah i did i i, I just got back from provo uh well let's see it's been uh, just over a week now and uh got back and then we're just right in time for 
Thanksgiving. So, uh, so yeah, just we just got back not too long ago, and it's it, it was a great experience. Oh, I'm so glad. Uh, for our listeners who are not familiar with Dry Bar, uh, my understanding of it, and and I watch quite a, a bit of it, is yeah. there's yeah. an app uh, you load on your phone and you watch comedy for free. And there's comedians of all types, right. um, but it's all clean comedy, which is why it's a particular uh, affinity for me. Um, and you can also watch it on YouTube and stuff, but the, uh, the comedians get paid from people watching it on the app is that right yeah um the, the comics actually they, they have a great setup i think um you know dry bar uh, pays us to perform gives us a base pay um also there's uh there's you can also give the comedians tips at the end of their special um and then it, for it, it depends on how many views you also they also get paid as well um so you know the, it, it's, it's a pretty neat experience for the comedians where they you know they have Three, three ways to get paid from um, from Dry Bar, and they do a, just an outstanding job with it. The show is recorded in a comedy club in Provo, mm-hmm. and and what was your experience there like? I'll tell you what, I I don't have anything bad to say about Dry Bar Comedy and Vid Angel. Uh, who, good, because uh, we want to hear only good things about. It. <laughs> right, yeah, it, it, you know that they, they, they're awesome. Everybody that works there uh, are are very professional. They treat the co- the comedians like gold. Um, we were we were just treated treated awesome um you know they they did everything for us it was uh, you know all we had to do is walk in and and do our sets everything was taken care of um and they are a class act and uh you know it, it really it really speaks to them uh about their product because if you, you know brian like you said you've seen a lot of dry bar and uh you know they, they put out a great product and uh if you haven't had the chance you know you download the app dry bar comedy and You'll see some great comedians on there, and you know it's all it's all uh, clean comedy, and you know really refreshing. You know, similar to what you guys do, which we also appreciate. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, that's that's kind of you to add us into that group. Oh, sure. I plowed through the entire Dry Bar catalog. I really enjoyed it, and then uh, and clips uh, show up in my YouTube and things like that as well. What was the process like for you getting selected or auditioning, or how how did that yeah. work? You know, it's it's funny because a lot, you know, I do know um, some other comedians and friends that have uh, have had dry bar specials. And, you know, it's, it, for a lot of them, it, it's it was a pretty tough process because, you know, anyone who does any kind of clean sets wants to be on dry bar. Of course. Well, you know, a lot a lot of them uh, had, you know, agents that were trying to get them in, get them a, a, a showcase. Well, in, in my in my case, I actually sent them an email. Um, way back in, oh, is right as, in fact, is right before COVID started. I, I sent an email with my clip, um, and I didn't hear anything. Didn't hear anything. Then I, I did a show uh, with um, with a uh, with a comedian that uh, down at where was it? I want to say it was Indiana. Um, I can't I can't I can't remember what it was, but, but it was Indiana's comment. been open, so yeah, that's yeah. probably Indiana. Yeah, and um, this was this was. I don't know, about eight months ago and, and uh, who the, the comedian that I worked with had a dry bar special and, and uh, uh, he, he put a good word in for me. And then, uh, and then, and then I did uh, do a, I headlined a show at Gutty's comedy club. That was, that's oh, in Indiana. Great. That's uh, yeah, they are. Uh, mm-hmm. They're, they're clean, exclusively clean comedy club in South Indianapolis. Um, so I, uh, I headlined there. I did really well. And 
both the owners uh, got got a hold of Dry Bar and recommended me. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, and then I believe it was in August, uh, Dry Bar got a hold of me, um, asked me if if uh, I could come down and shoot a special, and uh, they get, they asked me for dates, and and we booked it and signed a contract, and then then that that was history. So that was it was oh. great. That's great. Boy, so that uh, from the time they contacted you to recording that, that all took place pretty quickly, huh? It really did because um, I know a couple of my buddies that have, have done uh, dry bar specials, you know, I mean, shoot, it, it was like eight, ten months out when they found out. But, um, uh, yeah, they, they contacted me in, in August. I think they started shooting season seven in September, if I'm not mistaken. And we booked it for November 21st. That sounds awesome. Uh, what a fun experience. Still COVID restrictions in various states in different states. Right. Uh, how was the audience uh, there? You know, that that was actually one of the concerns. And, um, you know, before I signed the contract, we were in the process of booking the dry bar special. Uh, they were very clear about what their mandates were and that they were only allowing 50 uh, audience members where uh, normally I believe it's like 300. Um, and it, they were only letting uh, 50 in and, you know, whether they had masks on during the show or not was kind of up in the air when we were talking about it. Well, yeah. when it came down to sh- actually shooting the special, sure enough, we had 50 audience members. They were at tables um, kind of spread out and, um, and they did wear masks. Um, okay. So, you know, that was it. obviously during the show uh, or right before the show, I should say, you know, I was a little concerned what that was going to look like, you know, because we actually they actually shoot three, uh, three specials in one evening with one okay. um, with one audience. And and I went first. So, okay. you know, that, that and how that, much <laughs> how much time does does each of those take? How much I mean, I hate to say how much time did you get? Because that's the comedian's. Right mantra right but what right. how much time did you get what what's the that like yeah so our sets were 25 minutes mm-hmm. um you, you know back uh, i want to say a few seasons ago when they first started they were 45 minute sets but now they're doing uh 25 minutes and i you know after after watching the difference on dry bar i i really like the 25 minute sets because you you get to know the comics and who they are um but you know you get a lot of material in I, I just enjoy, of course, I, I have a short attention span. So 25 minutes sets for anybody is good for me. So <laughs> True story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would think that the, with a 25 minute set, you can really, of course, you're going to bring your A game there, but you're not leaving everything uh, on the, on the field, so to speak. That's right. Exactly. When it comes to kind of next step, they recorded it and it, it's, you know, a great club, beautiful stage and, uh, design and lighting and i mean everything's as you said they're professionals they know what they're doing oh yeah every special i've seen has looked and sounded great right then what 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 happens next i retire oh, <laughs> awesome hey congratulations kyle i'm so glad that we could be here for your last performance <laughs> right. right we're doubling this as a retirement party correct nice oh okay. that's fantastic yeah. oh, no, that's, way that's, to close out 2020 well done <laughs> <laughs> Both shows were awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Great. Good night, everybody. <laughs> That's really interesting question, Brian, because 
Uh, you know, like I said, I've, I've actually been pretty busy for the last few months and which is just a blessing. And, um, you know, most of my, all my focus has been on my dry bar special, you know, and then, then, uh, you know, so I was kind of, to be honest with you, slacking on, on booking bookings. And of course, you know, we're, we're just in such a weird time that those are limited anyway, but, uh, you know, so most of, most of my, uh, energy was all put into my dry bar, you know, so now, um, especially in our COVID situation, you know, I, you know, I don't have a whole lot on the, on the, on the table. I, I, I'm doing a, I think I'm going to Des Moines, Iowa to do a, a, a church show, uh, in, in two weeks. And then I'm, I know I'm going to Florida. I have a few shows in Florida in February, but outside of that, you know, it, it's pretty, pretty open, you know, a guy who lives in Minnesota and we, and Aaron and I are here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, mm-hmm. we can appreciate Florida in February. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> oh, that wasn't, I, I didn't book that by accident. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I actually have to say, uh, you um, being half Japanese, as uh, we learned in your yeah. opening clip there, uh, I have discovered that um, you and my wife have something in common. She is Irish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, my, my parents um, have passed away, but my dad was Japanese and my mom was, among other things, Irish. And that's kind of a weird combination, isn't it? Japanese and Irish. So basically, all that means is that I used to get really, really drunk and then take a lot of pictures. You know what I'm saying? cheese. <laughs> I also eat corned beef and cabbage with chopsticks. <laughs> but, I don't know. <laughs> Boy. You you had a wonderful laugher. Oh yeah, in that uh, audio. Yeah, I, I I know it was actually the uh, the comics the the comic who opened for me. Um, it was it was his daughter, as I found out later. And so oh sweet, I, I'm now paying her to go on the road with me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite things about uh, waiting months and months and then hearing a clip back is just picturing the people as they're laughing and and right. hearing and recognizing those laughs and and that is a recognizable one. Mm. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> we've had a, a couple of uh, showcases and shows that we've done uh, here in West Michigan where we got a laugher like that. And how can you help but just to say, will you please come on the road with me? <laughs> They're great, aren't they? Let me shift gears a little bit. We've talked about your dry bar special quite a bit. I don't want to. I wanted to make sure we all gathered how much fun that was and um yeah and and what a great opportunity. But I want to shift more or a little bit more personal now. Um to your comedy. First of all, how long have you been at this and um, how did you get started? My comedy journey is uh, pretty interesting. Um, I, you know, I've always loved comedy and I've, I've, I've always appreciated comedians and it wasn't a big stretch for people in my family when I ended up getting into comedy. But how I got into it was shortly after uh, I graduated from college, I actually moved to Los Angeles um, to, to be with uh, my family because my we grew up in South Dakota but uh it was just my my parents and my sister and me and uh all my my grandparents my cousins aunts uncles they all lived in Los Angeles and after I we lost my first uh, uh my grandmother I decided after I like I said graduated college to move out to LA to kind of experience to be be around family more um mm-hmm. and so I actually got into comedy 
um, there. My, my sister was actually, she was a Pepperdine graduate and she lived in LA and she was actually acting. And um, one of her friends um, ran a, ran a showcase out there in Santa Monica. And uh, we actually, he actually invited us to one of his showcases. And, you know, after we hung out afterwards and then a couple more times, they said, Hey, you're, you're kind of funny guy. Why don't I put you up on stage? I said, I don't even know how that would go, you know? And so, but I, you know, I love the idea. And so I just tried it and ends up, I was actually pretty good at it. And then I, then I got a couple other showcases around town and then pretty soon within, I would say three to four months. I mean, I was doing comedy like three, four nights a week. Um, and then I, uh, then I ended up, uh, you know, doing it professionally during that time. I, I was really young. Um, and there's a lot of temptation, in the Hollywood what? area what? <laughs> and in that industry. And so, yeah, I, I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing, hanging out with people I shouldn't have been hanging out with. It was a situation where I, I believe that God just took me out of the situation, you know, because professionally I was doing very, very well. I was unhappy. I was living a very reckless lifestyle in almost every sense you can imagine. And I, I, I do believe that God just took me out of that situation. Um, and so I eventually got out and shortly after I met, or I should say reconnected with my wife, mm. we grew up together in South Dakota Awesome. and, and, uh, we reconnected and, um, she was, I was living in Los Angeles. She was actually living here in Minneapolis. She was a, a financial advisor in downtown Minneapolis. And, uh, uh, we actually went back home to South Dakota for, uh, for Christmas and we saw each other at church and, uh, it just kind of sparked something there. And next thing you know, she's flying out to LA every once in a while. I'm going to Minneapolis. And then she ended up, we ended up getting engaged, getting married. And, and, and that was it. And she, then, so we both had education backgrounds. And so we both decided actually after we got married and I uh, got pregnant with um, our first, uh, our first child, Jaden, uh, we decided we're going to move back to South Dakota to, to raise this kid. And, um, you know, so we went back there and we both became teachers and eventually principals. And, uh, <laughs> and, it was like, and then fast forward. Uh, yeah, it's a weird story. Fast forward several years. I felt the nudge to go back into comedy. But then, uh, but, you know, I, I had since, you know, we had uh, uh, redeaded our, our, uh, our lives to the Lord and, um, you know, got plugged into a great church. And I started doing um, comedy like on a part-time basis for churches and uh, in Christian events. And then, you know, it was going really well. And it got to the point where, um, number one, I had to make a decision what I was going to do, um, you know, because, it kind of, you know, was I going to continue this comedy thing or was I going to stay in education? Um, so the opportunity came and I just felt the nudge that I need, this is something I needed to do. And so uh, that's when we decided that I was going to go full time into comedy. And then uh, that's when we moved to Minneapolis, uh, just because of uh, the travel situation. It's a lot easier to get to anywhere in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the scene's uh, a lot different here. And, uh, you know, comedy is, uh, isn't in South Dakota what it used to be. What? You know? <laughs> so right when I started doing comedy full time, um, which was only just a, a little over a year ago, then COVID hit. So my timing is oh, awesome. Gosh. Well done. Yes. <laughs> uh, I find myself whenever I talk to comedians and how they get their start, I hear two stories. And story yeah. number one is, well, I've always wanted to do it. And then I tried it. And here I am. 
And then there's the other story, which is a little more like what you had experienced. And that is, I was just hanging out with some people and they said I was funny and I should try comedy. And so I did. <laughs> and, and, and Aaron and I know a couple of people like that who just said, you know, someone invited them versus they felt that kind of internal drive or that longing to, to get on stage and do that. So uh, whenever I uh, hear people who were, uh, you know, recruited by the stage, uh, I always just want to smack them upside the head. Uh, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> try not to be too violent about it. But right. yeah, that's that's my jealousy coming out for sure is the idea that uh, somebody noticed you and said, hey, come come do this. The thing that you know, I like I've always wanted to do is, you know, my whole life kind of thing. Well, and I think it was kind of a hybrid. I mean, I always had that yeah. driver, that 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 seed in, in my mind that, you know, that I've always wanted to do it. You know, you get that opportunity or that push and and I took it and, it you know, it's looking back on it now. And I think you'd, you'd get the same answer from a lot of comedians that I don't know if I if I'd go back and do it again if I take that leap <laughs> <laughs> but but it was great I mean it was great one of the things that uh struck me is I was just getting to know you a little bit uh so we have uh you have your two kids you had uh yeah. Jaden and yes. uh Kaylin Kaylin yep Kaylin okay and um I understand that uh you all do like to go to the Japanese steakhouse well listen when I go to a Japanese steakhouse <laughs> I want a Japanese chef. You know, I want the authentic thing, you know? So when I go to a Japanese steakhouse, I want my chef to be named Kasuki Yamasaki from Osaka, Japan. <laughs> Last time we went, we got Paco Ramirez from Fresno. <laughs> when he comes out, hey, how'd you doing? And I haven't called him on him. I'm like, dude, are you even Japanese, he looks right at me and he goes, see. <laughs> and that one, what was even more weird was he told us the specials while he was beatboxing. <laughs> you know, he was like, As I was putting your clips together, I could not let it go without the beatboxing. That was too. <laughs> I just, as I sat there listening to you, I'm like, I am the whitest man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. You know, it, it's funny because the shows that I have done that um, that bit um, during COVID. You know, that I mean, nobody wants to follow me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just like throw the microphone away. It's <laughs> a good way to make sure you're closing out the show. <laughs> We're going to need a wipe down over here. <laughs> yeah. <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Kyle, uh, I want to uh, start uh, heading toward the second half of our show here in a minute, but uh, some questions. Um, 
when you are writing material, when you're uh, going through what you've got ready to perform, so on, what's your process like? How how are you coming up with new material? How, how do you write and, and how do you pick what you're going to do? So, you know, that, that's a great question because um, I actually, um, after my dry bar special, I gave myself a week. I wasn't going to do anything uh, with comedy. And so I today was my day back to work. And so I sat down and I was, I I told myself, I'm going to write on these three premises. And I sat down and it just didn't work. Nothing was coming to me. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm brainstorming. I'm doing um, my, I'm doing all sorts of techniques that I've learned about writing and it, and, you know, it just wasn't working. And sometimes, and that's what happens. I find when I force it. And so usually what I do when I'm successful in my writing, what I do is on my phone, I always, in my notes, I always uh, I always just jot down some things that I think are ironic. So not something that that, um, that strikes a chord in an emotion, like it makes me mad, it makes me happy, it makes me frustrated. Um, and I, I write that down. And I don't try to be funny with it. I just want, you know, want that uh, emotion, you know, um, whatever experience makes me upset. And so I'll, I'll jot it down and then uh, later on I'll come back to that and then I'll start, uh, you know, start working on that, that straight line, as I call it. You know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people like to call it the setup. You know, I like to call it a straight line because, you know, for it to be really impactful, I believe, or your straight lines have to be true. They have to be or, uh, or uh, some, some version of the truth. And then what makes it funny is your own twist or your own surprise, um, as you write that, you know, and, and that part can be, you know, I, I always want it to be a version of the truth, but it's gotta be some twist that the audience doesn't seem think is coming. But I, I, I really think it's important to, um, set up all your jokes, all your premises with something that is real and relatable to the people that you're with, which is the audience. So I, it's funny because most of my ideas, I come up, with just like being out at the restaurant shopping, um, you know, messing around with my kids, you know, all the things that we're doing now. Exactly. Just everyday experiences. <laughs> you know? You're right. Yeah. But everyday experiences. And, you know, because I, I also find that, um, you know, your material has to be relatable, even though I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm half Japanese, half, you know, half Caucasian, from South Dakota, mm-hmm. although not a lot of people can relate to that. A lot of the things that I experience and a lot of the things that I see in, in a day-to-day basis, people do understand they can relate to a, to that. So that's where you've got to connect with the audience. And then that's when you have to be, you have to let your creative self take over, put your twists and, and your reverses and your surprises um, on your punchlines. And then that's what makes it funny. Well, the time has come on our little podcast to take a break, but we'll be right back. Be sure to give us a review on Apple Podcasts so it's easier for people to find us and like us on all your podcast favorites. We'll be right back. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, check out my other podcast as well. It's called A Quick Chat with the Unemployed Alcoholic. In that podcast, uh, we take a deep dive into who people are, what's going well in their lives, and what they're struggling with. I know I'm always amazed at how deep those conversations go and how much I learn about other people and even about myself through just a quick chat. Find it everywhere by searching A Quick Chat with the Unemployed Alcoholic. 
welcome back. And boy, Kyle, uh, normally we have to prod our guests a little bit, but you you got deep in that first half. You uh, <laughs> you jumped right into it and got real with it. I, I appreciate that. Uh, sure. You know, normally it's the second half where we we get into the, the things just a little bit deeper than than just the funny. But uh, again, on that first half, you. You you already have shared, my friend. So, but in addition to all that great stuff that you listed out, uh, what's something that's going well for you? I mentioned it uh, in the first half of the show that you know I, I just feel so blessed that how how busy I've been as far as uh, as far as comedy goes. You know, um, I I know a lot of comics who st- still haven't even been on stage since. February or March. That's me. <laughs> yeah, it's and I know, and that's you know, Brian, you're you're not the only one. I mean, they're they're all over. But um, you know, I, I will say I've I've had to get creative. I I've had to definitely travel. You know, I I've done some stuff in Florida, in Indiana. Went back to South Dakota. Went back home. Um, did some shows, and you know, it's but I I've been very 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 uh, blessed in that sense. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's, you know, I, I've been taking this time to, uh, to rewrite to a lot of existing material, um, and to work on some new stuff. I, I, I really feel like I haven't even tapped into, um, really the, the core of what, uh, of what I'm all about and where I come from. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I just, I'm just trying to keep, keep uncovering new material and, and getting deeper with it. Um, you know, it's, this is a, this is a situation, you know, it's art, you know, stand-up comedy is, is, is an art and, uh, you know, you can always make it better. And so I, that's something that I'm trying to focus on during this crazy, crazy COVID time. Well, I can, I can relate a lot (laughs) with what you're saying there. Um, the, it's a dangerous time to be that early in, you know, a second wave of a comedy career, right. you know, just getting back on the horse and then having the world shut down. That, that had to be a scary time. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it, you know, and I, we, none of us knew what it was going to look like, you know, back in March and in April, we, you know, it, no one's been through this. So we didn't know if this was going to just be a couple month deal or how long it's going to last. And we still don't. And, you know, and it's, it's, uh, I believe that, um, we're all going to get through it. I think, uh, you know, I, I choose to believe that, uh, some uh, good, very good stuff is going to come out of this, you know, and I know, I know there's a lot of struggles with everybody with, uh, with small businesses, with, with people in general, with jobs, the economy, uh, you know, it's a tough time, but, uh, but, you know, I just I have to put faith in God that he knows what he's doing. And, and we just have to keep keep going forward. Just listening to you talk, that's very apparent. You know, just listening to you talk, the, the gratitude that you have and the optimism you have on moving forward, it just shines through in your voice. I mean, I can just hear how uh, how grateful you are for those opportunities and how optimistic you are about what's what's coming up next. Well, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. Um you know, I, I think you have to be. Otherwise, you're, you're, you know, there's. I don't think there's any any sense of of being negative. You know, if you know, there's a, there's always things. I, I understand frustration um, of of what's going on, and you know, we all get frustrated um, because of uh, shoot. We we all get frustrated before all this happened. But yeah, you know, there's always going to be uh, situations in our life that are going to be hurdles. 
but um, you know that's not it's not going to do us any good to um, to mope about it or complain. Uh, so you know we just have to be optimistic and and find creative ways to move forward. Yeah, and and you're doing that. You know, you uh, again having that opportunity uh, to to do that dry bar special, having the opportunity to to travel places where it's allowed, and uh, to be able to get on stage and and do some things, and and at the same time have this recognition that when it comes to your comedic voice, it's still something that's under development. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That having that awareness, I think, is just just incredible. Um, you know, a lot of folks, um, you know, myself included at times, feel like, um, OK, I've got this figured out. This is my angle. This is my perspective. This is what I'm doing. And uh, in in reality, any seasoned comic that I've talked to, uh, has said that it's a minimum of seven years before you actually find your your voice and your perspective. Yeah, and I and I agree with that. I, I think it's you know it it's possible to you know be successful in a shorter amount of time. It's possible to be funny in a shorter amount of time, but I, I agree with that. That's uh, that's a pretty wise statement because I have heard that, and I I, I think that's you know because you're always looking and you're always searching. You know, we always talk about this journey and. Who knows? I, I'm a little slower than people, so it's going to take me longer. But, <laughs> um, but no, I agree with that. Both Brian and I are are fairly young comedian uh, comedians. <laughs> Not uh, we're 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 old men, but uh, yeah, um, but young comedians. You know, so uh, what we had to do, or what we had the opportunity to do, uh, was to get talented people around us, and for us to come in and do a show. You know, we're going to have multiple people that are um, that are carrying the weight with us. So we don't have to each come up with 45 minutes of uh, of fresh content for each show. Uh, we can we can share the opportunities and also rely on the other talent uh, to put on an exceptional show each and every time. Right. Yeah. No, that's I, I mean, and you guys are doing it right. And I, I, I think that's a great thing. What, great thing what you guys are doing with Clean Comedy Time and. And uh, I want to come out there and do a show with you guys. You're obligated. I don't know if you read the the fine print and being on the podcast, you're you're now obligated to come out and do a show with us. <laughs> no, I, didn't, I didn't see the fine print on your text. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. As soon as the opportunity comes up, uh, I can't wait to uh, share a stage with you. I, I know that our paths will continue to intertwine as as. Uh, uh, the three of us all continue on this uh, comedy journey. Brian, do you know how I actually met Aaron? Oh, no. He never tells me stories. Or <laughs> more to the point, because I'm old, I don't remember. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well I could just make up anything then. You, you could. And I would say, wow. <laughs> no, it, it's fine. I, I, I appreciate Aaron because um, he – I I have uh, – both him and I are, you know, and I don't know about you, Brian, but we're uh, members of the CCA Christian uh, Comedy Association. And I have, I've never, I was at my, I went to my first one, which was a year and a half ago in Dallas. Uh, so this, this last year actually got canceled because of COVID. So there's, only, you know, that was my first one that I went to. And Aaron was actually in the hotel room next to me. And, oh. um, and so I actually met him on the, on the elevator. And, oh. turn, you know, and, and he gave me one of his uh, stickers, his, yeah. his unemployed, <laughs> unemployed alcoholic sticker. And so that's, I, 
Uh, and then so we, we kind of chatted uh, throughout the weekend, and so we kind of became close. But um, but yeah, that was cool. I, I, I will always remember uh, meeting Aaron, being the first guy that I met at my first uh, CCA conference. Nice. Well, that my stickers all say, uh, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> so. The flip side of that uh, coin, Kyle, is, you know, things that think not everything is going well. So uh, what's what's something in your life that you're struggling with right now? I think one thing that I, I struggle with is 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 doubt in what I'm doing. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. I, a lot of people have this, uh, have, have a lot of these thoughts, but, you know, first of all, you know, when I jumped into full-time comedy, you know, I was very excited about it, but at the same time, it's like, what are you doing? You know, it's, and then especially when COVID hit, it's like, what are you doing? You know? And so, you know, you always have those doubts, um, uh, about, I think a lot of people have those doubts about, you know, they're just their life choices, but, um, but I, you know, I've come to the point where I, you know, I'm, I'm very secure in the fact that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and, and, and I, I love it even with the, again, with the COVID stuff going on, uh, I, I'm just taking advantage of that for writing and, um, and and just doing some other projects and 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 doing some some outreach things and some booking things and um you know but you know is is the struggle right now with me is that i i you know just like anybody else we don't know when this is going to be done and when everything's going to open up and if things are going to be normal so you know i i just don't know what's uh, you know, what it's going to look like in the future, you know, and I think that's, that's one of the scary things about life is the unknown, you know. Certainly. Uh, the unknown is, is terrifying, frankly. And, and the thing, you know, this journey that all of us are on uh, pursuing comedy, getting on stages and, and sharing our stories with people with, with hopes of bringing a room together and laughter. That's, uh, that that's a high calling, you know, and, right. I, I also deal with those thoughts of self-doubt where, man, am I really somebody who should be doing this? Uh, is this, you know, am I really qualified? Uh-huh. And uh, so I can, I can relate to that, but I also at the same time just want to encourage you, uh, you know, when we met at the CCA, yeah, you have a genuine brightness to you. You have just a personality. You have uh, have a glow to you that that is incredible. Um, there's there's incredible value in who you are as a person, and people are drawn to that. Uh, so you are someone who should be sharing your gifts and your talents with the people around you through laughter, through connection, uh, through honest storytelling, like you've done a little bit through here. Um, you know, you are someone who leaves the room better after having shared uh, with the people around you. Well, well that, that's nice of you to say. I don't know if it, my wife would agree with you, but, uh, <laughs> but no, that was, that's nice of you to say. Thanks, Darren. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure your wife agrees. I'm not sure the kids do, but your wife certainly does. Yeah. I'm not even bringing them into the equation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's tough though. I, and I know I'm uh, dealing with, 
uncertainty as yeah. well because th- this COVID thing. I mean, in, in Michigan, uh, we have some of the strictest uh, right. uh, regulations in the in the country, right. and yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'm I'm one of those folks that hasn't really been on a stage. I've I've had a couple of opportunities, and both of them, uh, or both of these uh, kind of larger opportunities that came up ended up having to not, not do them. Uh, and I, I had an opportunity to share, uh, with some folks through a public speaking thing, but, uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's a little bit different than, you know, the, the vibe of getting up and, and doing comedy. So, right. uh, and, and, you know, looking ahead, um, I have no idea when and how it's going to, uh, translate to where I, we can, uh, reasonably and legally and responsibly, uh, uh, do the thing we love again. Right, right. That's right. You know, and and to add on to that, you know, um, Aaron, is that, you know, we talk about this, the self-doubt piece. And I think that's something that it's important for, for you know, even people like us who get up on a stage in front of uh, people um, to to verbalize that that we struggle with, too, because I think a lot of people look at performers and say, you know, well, I, I can't believe they can get up on stage in front of all these people and, and do what they do. But we, we also, you know, because we all deal with that, you know, in fact, I, you know, just, you know, we were talking about dry bar, um, you know, there was a, there was a point right before they brought me up on stage during the first show is like, you know, I, I did have that self doubt moment. Like, what am I, what am I doing here? You know, I've been watching dry bar and you know, all these fabulous comedians are, I've been on I've been on Dry Bar and had these specials shot and you know what am I doing on the stage you know and I, I quickly had to um, you know regroup and just say hey you know you're here for a reason and let's let's go out and you know make these people happy you know <laughs> so I, I think I think that's important for us you know to help communicate that to to people that you know we all struggle with a lot of the same things. And Kyle, that's the brightness that I was talking about. That's the, that's who you are as a person. You, you know, you, you're not doing this for uh, all self gain, you know, yeah, you enjoy it. Yeah. There's wonderful benefits involved with it, but you're, you're doing this with the hopes of leaving people better than, than you found them. And, uh, and I, I think that shines through just in that statement. Yeah. It's important to know that, uh, uh, even folks that, uh, can, muster up the courage to get in front of people and ho- with the hopes of making them laugh. Uh, there's, there's big battles with self-doubt and that. So I just, I, I appreciate you and I appreciate you sharing that, my friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Kyle, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, now I know we have to wait a few months before your dry bar special comes up, but we'll definitely find you on the dry bar app. Right. And uh, there'll be clips on YouTube as well. But, you know, between now and then, uh, what's a good way for people to find you, connect with you, or, or to, uh, more to the point, hire you for a comedy show? Sure. Yeah. Um, the best way is just to go to my website. It's Um So, yeah, com, And, you know, I have I have all my information there. I have some descriptions. I have some, um, uh, some clips, I, I believe. Uh, and um, also on Instagram and Facebook, um, I'm at, at Kyle Yamada Comedy. Perfect. Perfect. Kyle, we're just absolutely tickled to 
have you on the show. We appreciate you taking the time. Uh, and I, I feel really lucky that uh, here we are after your, your week off, uh, after doing your dry bar show, that uh, we were your first stop. Absolutely. So we, we were officially the first stop after that? Absolutely. Well, no, my Thanksgiving table was sure. I was there for about three and a half days. Oh, <laughs> so you prioritize us behind family and food? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was just me and my wife for Thanksgiving dinner, but I still did five minutes. I, mean. <laughs> I hope you killed. If, if your wife gets killed, the first person they suspect is the husband. I mean, I'm not gonna... Oh, you meant with the comedy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been comfortable with that. I hope you killed everyone in the audience. I hope they all died. Wow. Anyway, I might edit that out. Uh, Kyle, thank you for being on the show, the Clean Comedy Time Podcast. Yes, thank you, Kyle. This was so wonderful to chat with you. Well, thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing, and I can't wait to work with you guys out there in Michigan. Thanks for listening to the Clean Comedy Time Podcast. We bring comedians together performing their clean material at showcases, fundraisers, and other events. Our shows are free from course language and topics. They work for anyone, anywhere. Check out cleancomedytime.com to find an upcoming show or to bring Clean Comedy Time to you. 